Welcome to the Subject Composition and Light Photography Podcast. Show notes, links and contact details can be found at robnunphoto.com. That's www.robnunphoto.com. SCL is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network and loads of other great tech podcasts can be found over at www.techpodcast.com. Now on with the show. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 219 of the Subject, Composition and Light Photography Podcast. My name's Rob from RobNunphoto.com and this is my audio diary about my journey through the wonderful world of photography. Well, it's the 5th of May, 2013. It's Sunday night. It's ten past eight. Suzanne's popped out for half an hour, an hour or so, just to uh, have a coffee with one of her friends. So that leaves me to record an Im, Im, impromptu podcast on the fly, almost. Almost, you say. They're always on the fly, aren't they? You always make it up as you go along, Rob. Well, this is true. I make up most of it. I do have a skeleton idea with some notes, but this will be a fast podcast because I haven't really recorded anything for the last three weeks and you know I try I try and have a regular podcast but sometimes work and personal life just doesn't allow and also I kind of I like to have done a couple of things before I do a podcast I don't just want to blather on about nothing you do that anyway I can hear you say but no so this week I'm going to be talking about um, a little photo walk I did a couple of weeks ago Um, a little post I did a couple of weeks ago and a little review of our last photo assignment Spring and Heike and our new photo assignment for May and June 2013 so here we go stay tuned the sun is out the summer is almost here spring has sprung um, and it's a great time to take photos here in the UK blue skies fluffy clouds fantastic fantastic stuff so what did i do a couple of weeks ago but i've i think I've, have i said this already i can't really remember suzanne and oliver have joined the local gym um which gives me approximately two hours every now and again to jump in the car drive somewhere take some photographs and come back before they get back from the gym now i do need to get more exercise however the cost of a gym membership, I can't really justify it because I work so long hours that I would get uh, the best use out of it. And I'm not really that much of a gym person. I'd rather cut down a little bit on the sweets and uh, the crisps and stuff like that and get more exercise by going out on photo books and stuff like that. So I've got this two-hour window. Um, so I've got to kind of think, right, where am I going to go? And as soon as they go, I've got to jump in the car and go. And... What I decided to do was go to um, the north, northern bit of Portsmouth, right on the tip, which is around um, kind of Portsmouth. If you ever look at it on on Google Earth or a map or anything, Portsmouth in the UK, it's on the it's on the south coast. Just look up from the Isle of Wight. It really is an island, 
um, we don't really th we don't think of it an island, as an island anymore because it's linked by roads. But there is water all the way around it. And right on the tip where the M27 is, you look for the motorway as it goes over the top, top sort of along the south coast, and it goes on where, where Portsmouth, right where it goes past the northern bit of Portsmouth, that's where the water is. So I park right by that this little car park, and I thought, where am I going to go? And one of the places that I've sort of got written down on my list of shots of places to go, but it's also been in the back of my mind, is Cosham, which is a little town centre just north of Portsmouth, probably about half a mile to a mile away from where I, where I parked my car. And I thought, right, let's go. It's close. There's some interesting buildings around the area around Cosham that I'd seen and that I wanted to take some photos of and also I drive every day past this tax well I know I now know it's a tax office and it's it's a really unusual like single story building where it's all clad in glass and I knew there was an opportunity for some reflections and if you go over to robnumphoto.com over the next few days what I'll do is I will post some of these photos in the show notes can you so you can see um what i was talking about so i thought right let's go over there it was an okay day it wasn't brightly sunny but it was it, it was nice there was nice to get enough contrast and you know me i like taking i i, I guess i'd call them uh, urban abs urban extracts i guess you know i like wandering around an area and looking for things that catch my eye and often it's not a whole scene you know it's not a whole building it'll be part of that building or part of of the face or something like that or somebody walking past something and i'll i'll take a photograph the type of photos i want to take are the street photography photos you know of people interacting with their environment but i'm still a bit of a chicken i'm not always that good at doing it i've got to be a fair way away um, and i knew this would be good so i parked up the car walked under the motorway and immediately you know it was one of those days where you've got the camera on your hip and you're like wow i can see shapes and triangles and geometric patterns all over the place so i was shooting shadows were helping me to do that sort of thing and then i walked past this tax office and then walked up to Cosham. the building that i thought i was going to take a photograph of actually turned out to be not that interesting and i took some test shots but but couldn't really get anything into it but what I did find was on this photo walk, I appeared to be coming across bridges all the time. There was the motorway bridge, there was the footbridge that I come across where I parked the car, and there was this really cool footbridge in Cosham as well, which kind of went past this roundabout, and all these mopeds kept coming around the roundabout, so I got some, got some shots there. And I thought, oh, that would be really good, because one of the guys at work, um, John, has got a, uh, a fast sports bike. And I thought, if I was standing on that footbridge by this roundabout he could come along you know go get leaning the bike over going round 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 this road and if you, you cropped it in such a way that you couldn't see them a little roundabout it would look almost like he was on he was on a racetrack so that's kind of give me an idea of maybe a little side project to get on with there wasn't that many people around um but oh she's been a bit <sighs> a bit tired it's been a long day at work today um but on the way back, because it was a, I think it was a Sunday afternoon, I get, ah, there's some drunks around, you always get them, don't you, bimbling around, and you think, oh, I've got a camera in my hand, I don't really want them coming up and asking me, what are you taking pictures of, mister? You know, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and all, and all that sort of stuff. But there was, um, I kind of managed to get past them and took some more interesting shots of this, there's this massive block of flats there as well. Um, it's a bit of a boring photo, the one I took, because it's just the block of flats, but if you look at it large... 
it's it's quite a modern building and you can kind of see uh, you know life being lived in this block of flats with all the washing out and and, and things like that um, so afterwards I kind of over the following week or so I post-process the photos and at the moment I'm very much in a lazy mode when it comes to post-processing I can't be bothered with Photoshop or I, my computer's too slow to use Lightroom or anything like that so I just use Picasso <laughs> where basically I turn things to black and white increase the contrast normally increase the saturation turn them to black and white fiddle with the contrast a little bit crop them straighten them that sort of stuff and then, then export them to Flickr and the color photos I basically straighten, crop, enhance the contrast, boost the saturation a smidge, and then, and then upload them. Because, I don't know, I, I just can't... Maybe it's because I'm working on a laptop and with with a one of those uh, sort of trackpads that I just can't be bothered to do big digital After, after Effects post-processing with my photos. I want to keep it really simple. Um, maybe it's something to do with enjoying shooting film. I don't know. But anyway... I've uploaded them to Flickr, so they are there. And again, I'll put some in the in the show notes at rubdownphoto.com. But it kind of... The lesson, I guess, the thing I'm trying to get across is if you've got a list of places where you want to shoot that are fairly close, so they're not crazy wishless. Like, you know, for me, you know, a, a grand thing would be I want to go and take photographs in New York City or the Grand Canyon or Paris or Budapest or wherever... You know, I could have a shot list like this, but you know, come on, you know, I'm your average Joe Schmo. I can't, I can't afford, you know, a day trip to London, let alone the Grand uh, Grand Canyon at the moment. But what I do have is a shot list of places in and around where I live. So, like uh, areas of Portsmouth, um, Fareham, Winchester, for areas that are fairly close. So it's not a pipe dream. I know that if I've got enough time, I can jump in the car. So if I know I've got an hour or two hours or maybe three. Instead of having to wrap my brains and think, oh, actually, tell you what, I'll just watch this film. I can go, right, no, actually, I want to go to Hillsea. I want to go to the Mountbatten Centre. I'm going to go there and I'm going to spend half an hour taking photographs. I'm going to jump in the car and I'm going to come back. Because that kind of um, discipline, if you like, of doing that, you get over there, you take... And a big part of this as well is you're not looking for the shot. You know, you're not saying, right, I'm going to this coastline and I'm waiting for the sun to go down at exactly the right moment I'm going to take the photo I'm going to take some photos around it you go around and you're taking lots of different photos of lots of different things that catch your eye because we all know that something that catches your eye and you take a photograph of it might catch your eye at that particular moment when you get home and you look at them on your computer you think, nah, you know, I see where you're coming from but it doesn't you know, pull me in it doesn't attract me um, and by taking lots of photos you're playing the game of photographer's luck which means that you know the average hit rate for good photos, in my opinion, is probably something like one in a hundred, or you know five in one hundred if you're really lucky. So for every hundred shots you get, you take, there might be one that you think is pretty good, you know, and like one in a thousand is, is you think is amazing. And so don't be afraid to take lots of different photos. And that the key there is different. It's not about putting your camera on continuous burst shooting mode and shooting 20 shots of the same scene it's about trying different viewpoints trying different things um, and just turning around looking behind you all that sort of stuff so, th so that's my kind of my little thing there have a list of places that you could shoot that are local where if you get the time you can just jump in the car and you can go and personally I keep a list on Google Tasks which is part of uh, Gmail so it's on my phone it's on my computer and I can add stuff to it all the time now, I did 
a post uh, a couple of weeks ago about who your photos are so the title of the post was you versus them just exactly who are your photos for and the idea of the post was to challenge myself um i kind of sometimes get on this trip this this tip almost of having this bee in my bonnet about photography and images and the truth and that we all know that the camera lies doesn't it you know you can poke poke your camera in any sort of direction and you can miss things out of a scene include things out of the scene press the shutter at specific times to give a specific impression we can use post processing if we like but the idea that essentially a photograph should some part of it should be to do with the truth and it's kind of led me to the, the you know the idea of photojournalism and not mucking around with your photos too much um and not making them into digital art basically but the problem I have with that is I've also been thinking well wait come on Rob I mean it's also meant to be very much fun and if I'm always trying to take photos that are only for me and my personal sensibilities you know what I believe you know, as a photographer I think sometimes I'm missing the point of the fact that sometimes well indeed a lot of the time it's good to take photos that other people will enjoy so I'm not just to, you know because if you're really really lucky right the the history that you've taken through photography with the books you've looked at the photos you've you, you've uh, been inspired by the cameras you've shot with the people you've talked to all those images you've taken all the editing you've done will have just kind of you would have been molded self-molded almost or molded by other people into a style you'll enjoy taking photos in a particular way of particular subjects and that becomes your style so mine might well be urban black and white photos. I take quite a photo, lot of photographs like that. And if you're really, really lucky, there'll be lots of other people who will then look at your photos and go, "Oh man, you look in the world, look at the world in such a cool way, and I really enjoy your photos." What, however, what it's more likely <laughs> is that people look at your photos and they'll go, "Oh right, hmm, why have you done that?" You know. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know. If if some if, there's nothing wrong with taking photos that appeal to other people, whether that be through the magic of post processing, through the magic of HDR, through the magic of using our computers to enhance our photos, or to set scenes up so we capture everything in camera. So the idea is that what the client wants, what the other person wants, maybe what your family and friends want, why not go out? and take photos that appeal to them and share them with them. And you may say, well, I say, well no, as an artist, you've got to stick to your guns and stick to your vision. Well, spin it round the other way. If you're a professional photographer, all right, and you're constantly working for other people and you're getting briefs about things and maybe you're going on photo shoots and you've got an artistic director who wants things done in a certain way, in order to stay passionate about the art and enthusiastic about it and stay within the profession, it's very important that you have personal projects that feed the inner artist. So you might well be taking pictures of um, baked bean tins all day, but you know in the evenings or at the weekends you're off taking romantic landscape shots of the Cornish coast because that feel, feeds your inner being and, and it will improve your commercial professional photography as well. 
So why not the other way around? So the photographer, the amateur, if you like, who gets to choose the type of photographs they do all the time, where they're pandering to themselves, they may well be pushing their envelopes and challenging themselves to different subjects and styles every now and again. But surely if it's good for the professional photographer, who takes photos mainly influenced by what other people want, for them to have personal projects, surely the amateur, who is working on personal projects all the time, it's good for them every now and again for, to, to say to somebody else or have somebody else say actually you know I want some baby photos and I want them to look like this and you you, you know and go and take them and I guess that that's what I was coming to trying to take this guilt away from myself from worrying about having to follow a certain artistic vision or photographic style you know it's all right sometimes to think well actually i tell you what i really fancy taking a nice hdr shot of that sunset or that building to bring out all the detail to turn it into a wow photo you know i'm going to post process this so that it's a wow photo it doesn't always have to be about what my sensibilities of the truth now it could be that i don't choose to share those types of photo on my flickr stream or in my portfolio or anything like that i just share them with other people but there's nothing wrong with taking them every now and again because they feed maybe not the inner artist but they probably challenge the inner artist to look at the world in a different way and a different point of view with somebody else's perspective but anyway the the full post is over on robnumphoto.com if you go over there and just scan through i'm sure you'll i'm sure you'll find it over there now our last assignment was spring and high key and if you go over to the flickr photo group remember it's free to join flickr it's free to join the photo group and upload your photos it's all for fun it's just to get us thinking out there there's some great work done over there by um, Danny B's put several images in. Um, who else had a go? Ron, Ron Riggs, B Man TV. Sorry, I'm not telling you your full names. Um, I put a couple in as well. Analogital uh, put some in as well. Um, really good uh, stuff. Some really good ideas. Some great portrait photography. Some nice landscapes. And uh, really good ideas for how you can interpret a different theme. So, what are we going to be working on? for May and June. Well how about how about this? How about straight up, straight down? Now I was inspired by I saw it I can't remember where I saw it from, but there was this photographer, excuse me, I'm just gonna take a drink. There was this photographer who I think they called them skyscapes. And they were working in Hong Kong and they specialised, their style if you like, was to take photographs straight up. Straight up. In between the skyscrapers of the sky, so the camera's pointing up um, vertically, and the skyscrapers kind of coming around. And there were these beautiful, some of them were almost like geometric patterns and abstract, lots lot, of them, it's obvious what they were. So I thought, well, we can have a crack at that, can't we? We might not all live in Hong Kong or New York, but we've got buildings, we've got trees, we've got different things, we can get down low on the ground so we can create lots of different images. But the important thing is that our camera is pointing straight up. Or, it's pointing straight down. So you could be on the top of a tall building. You could be up the flight of stairs. You could be right on the ground taking a macro shot of something. But you're pointing straight down. So there we go. May, June, photo assignment. Straight up or straight down. Maybe you could do both at the same shot. I'm not quite sure how. Maybe with a mirror or something. I don't know. Um, but there we go. Um, have a go. <coughs> 
excuse me, post them in the Flickr photo group, get cracking and um, enjoy getting out there and taking taking and making lots of uh, lots of different photographs. Well, that's about it from me for uh, this month. Remember, I'm always trying to think of new ideas for for the show, uh, ideas for posts as well for omnifoto.com and uh, photo assignments so you can always email me scalespeeder at gmail.com or go to the robnumphoto.com blog and there's contact links on there as well thanks to everybody for posting their photos on the Flickr group taking part in the assignment posting on the robnumphoto.com blog uh, thanks everybody for doing the reviews on iTunes and other podcasting aggregators thanks to Everyday Jones who do the intro and outro music but most of all thanks to you for downloading and listening to the podcast. My name's Rob from robnumphoto.com and hopefully, pretty soon, I'll see you on Flickr.